It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are seconds away from hearing the daily Locked On podcast you love, but I'd like to tell you about another podcast I think you'll like. Rejecting the Screen, hosted by NBA experts Noah Kozlov and Adam Stanko, features provocative interviews with NBA stars and unique perspectives from around the game. Subscribe to Rejecting the Screen wherever you get your podcasts. What is up, everybody? Welcome into Locked On Warriors. It's been a little while. It's been a slow time, man. We are almost through it, though. We do have another good one for you, as always. A little trade happened in the Western Conference we need to get to. A uh, pretty good trade for this time of year, no doubt about it. I think one team got better, and I think another team... Eh. Eh. We'll see. But uh, that and a little Warriors news coming up next here on Locked On Warriors on the Locked On Podcast Network. You are Locked On Warriors, your daily podcast on the Golden State Warriors, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, everybody? Welcome into Locked On Warriors. I'm your host, Charles T. Hamilton. Got another good one for you today. Uh, sorry, you know, it's been a while, man. It's been a slow, slow time. There just isn't much to talk about. Uh, but the Rockets and Phoenix Suns made a little trade that I found pretty interesting. Uh, also, a little Warriors news. Nothing, nothing too crazy. Nothing that will change the landscape of the NBA. It's more social stuff. It's more funny uh, social media happenings more than anything. But definitely worth mentioning because the Warriors are a team full of personalities. And that's one of my favorite things about them is it's it's more than just basketball. You know, these guys are superstars and they're having a good time. China Clay is always worth mentioning, but it's uh, it's different now. It's not just China. He's He's international clay. So we'll get to that. But first, I want to start with uh, the trade that happened recently with Ryan Anderson going to Ryan Anderson and DeAnthony Melton going to Phoenix and the Rockets getting back Brandon Knight and Marquise Chris. I'll start with the Rockets. I you guys have heard me be a little down on them recently, but I think it's warranted. I think Joe Lacob doesn't get enough credit. I think owners don't get enough credit for being willing to pay the luxury tax. Jerry Jones said recently he was asked, I forget the exact question or however it came about, but he basically said, you know, it would be an embarrassing amount of money I would pay to win a Super Bowl. And in the NBA, they kind of have that, not direct ability, but they have that ability because of the luxury tax. You you can see how competitive, I guess, these teams are. And I understand teams not wanting to do it who don't have a chance. But the Rockets definitely have a chance to win win a uh, win a championship to beat the Warriors, and they did last year. And instead of re-signing guys like Ariza and Luke and Bamute for, you know. I think it would have been $20 million altogether. And the funny part is, we'll get to that in just a second also, uh, but instead of doing that, you know, they look to make moves to lower their salary cap, uh, luxury tax. And it just, I don't know. I don't agree with it, but again, it's not my money. So 
whatever. But Brandon Knight is still a solid player. Not a great three-point shooter, which hurts what the Rockets like to do. He, I mean, Mike D'Antoni has the touch, though, so we'll see if he can get something out of him. And Marquise Chris could potentially be a solid backup to Clint Capella. We'll see, because he hasn't been great, but he does have the athletic ability to at least mimic some of the things that Capella does. Not so much defensively, but offensively. He'll be, he could be a great role man, great dive to the basket type player. But whether he does it or not, we'll see. Phoenix, I like what Phoenix did. And I'm going to throw to a segment I did on radio with Jason Ross recently, just breaking down this trade and, and how it affects both teams. Uh, I don't want to give it all away right here. So I'm going to take a quick break and then we'll throw to that and that'll break down the trade and then we'll come back and talk a little more Warriors. That's coming up next here on Locked On Warriors on the Locked On Podcast Network. Is there anything more craveable than the smell of McDonald's fries? If someone's hiding an order of fries, they're never hiding it well. It takes one whiff to trigger a fry craving that will only be satisfied the McDonald's way. So stand up if you would like to taste the smell of a McDonald's fry right now. Did you just stand? Because if you did, then you earned yourself a trip to the McDonald's drive through for your own steamy carton of crispy golden goodness. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Support for this podcast comes from Microsoft Surface. Now more than ever, you need a laptop that can be as adaptable as you are. Introducing Microsoft Surface Laptop Go. Finally, a premium laptop at an affordable price. Starting at just $549, its light, thin design, vibrant touchscreen, powerful processor, and built-in HD camera and mic turns any room in your home into a classroom, office, or study hall. Available in three amazing colors the whole family will love. Visit surface.com slash laptop go for more details. Why not? Uh, what'd you think of the rare, what, late August NBA trade yesterday, which had Houston getting away from that Ryan Anderson contract, which a lot of people thought they would never be able to do, which... They did. Two years remaining on that. Sending him to Phoenix. Um, you know, kind of the key pieces in return. Marquise Chris, who's from here, obviously. And Brandon Knight, who just... I, I feel like Brandon Knight could still play a little bit, but, I mean, it's been injuries for about two-plus years for him. I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued by the move, honestly. For? For both. Probably more intrigued for Phoenix, but intrigued for Houston because they... Business-wise, they were able to get off that that uh, Anderson contract mm-hmm. without attaching any first-round picks, any sweetener. Really, they put they put uh, traded the Anthony Melton, who I know they were high on, and other people are high on also. But he wasn't going to be a contributor this year. It, it wasn't going to happen within the next year or two, really. So he goes. The Anthony Melton and Ryan Anderson go to Phoenix, and I'll stick with Houston right now. And what yeah, they got yeah, back. So they got they got Brandon Knight back. Who I agree with you. You look at his numbers. Yeah. And his ability, and he's a good player. Well, now you're asking him to be a backup, so exactly. that's fine. But injuries, coming off the ACL, that's all hurt him, obviously. Not a great three-point shooter. Defensive liabilities, but he's still a good player. And maybe they can find another way to flip him. You know, Maybe they can move him for something else. Marquise Chris I'm intrigued by because they're pretty short in the front court. And not, like, actually short, but they only have Capella and then Nene, who... I mean, I think he's like 36, 37, and even though he's serviceable, he's unplayable against some teams. And Marquise Chris, he's not a great defender, but he has the athletic ability to be a good defender at the very least, so there's potential there. There's a chance he could be a better defender. And as far as 
at the very least, he can replicate what uh, Capella does in the pick and roll. At the very least. Mm-hmm. He may not be the, the rim protector. He may not be the defender. But at the very least, they have someone who can come in and, and catch lobs and, and, you know, pick and dive. So I'm intrigued. It's also a two-month tryout for Chris, basically, because he – October 31st is at the point where they have to accept or decline his option for 2019, which is like four-point-something million dollars, which might be a little steep for a backup center mm-hmm. in today's NBA, but we'll see. It's, it, I'm, I'm intrigued by it, at least for Houston in that way. I don't love it. I don't. Maybe I need to start looking at Houston differently because for the last year or so, I've been looking at them every single move and everything they do is to beat Golden State. And that's because Daryl Morey basically came out and said that. So that uh, maybe he needs to come out and say it's not that anymore because I don't think any of these moves help them beat Golden State. Yeah. But they're getting solid players. Yeah. I, I mean, the. I didn't like what they lost. But like you said, I mean, losing Bamute, losing Ariza was kind of the roster that you had to look at and you go, maybe they can beat the Warriors. And when we saw them mm-hmm. play, you're like, that series was anybody's series. Warriors ultimately won. It's interesting that you said, you know, Marquise Chris maybe as a backup center too, or at least a backup big, because I could see them playing a smaller lineup that includes Tucker as kind of the physical presence, but a much shorter. I think he's only like 6'4", six, 6'5". Six, yeah, he's he's – not big. Yeah, but Marquise tall, Chris is tall, and you know, so maybe some length there with Harden, with Paul, with Gordon, maybe, which is the kind of the playoff roster or lineup they used a lot. They didn't play. I think Nene, or excuse me, uh, Capella was playing more like twenty minutes against the Warriors, mm-hmm. and that was lower than he normally yeah. would have. Um, yeah, it's interesting. I mean, Brandon Knight's intriguing to me. He's obviously going to be behind Chris Paul. James Harden's going to have the ball in his hand a lot. I mean, Eric Gordon. Yeah, they still have him. Gerald Green even. I mean, they, they have still a pretty good roster, and people are going to laugh. I do think Carmelo's going to help him. He's going to be different than Bamute. <laughs> Not no, at all? Just, no, I mean, he he yeah, he's, he's, He'll serve he's serviceable. Role. Again, this goes back to the name thing. Right. Where he's we're, not that Where Carmelo. we're reacting to his name. Yeah, right. he, he'll get buckets off the yeah. bench. Or not off the bench, but he'll be... Fourth option, fifth option, maybe. Yeah, and it, some nights I could see him like, oh, Carmelo led him with 27 points. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's not crazy. I mean, there were nights where Gerald Green hit like eight threes, and it's like, what, he had 29? Yeah. Where did yeah. that come from? Yeah, really. So I think that's the team that'll do that or can do that. The one thing I've always thought about Daryl Morey, and I think a lot of people do really value him and think he's really good at his job, and I'm, I don't know that I'm saying he's not because I think you should – like people are praising him for getting out of the Ryan Anderson contract. Well, you signed it. Yeah. And before that, there was a time I remember the off season where they had two just massive deals for uh, Ashik and um, Jeremy Lin. And they're like, yeah, if they <laughs> yeah. can get away, get off of those contracts, and he did. But that's kind of been his motive. It's like we're going to sign something that a lot of people go, wow, that's a huge deal. Like, what are we mm-hmm. going to do with that? But he ultimately ends up moving him. And I, I don't know, I'm a little bit mixed on that because it's like, well, you, you set that market and you did get stuff back in return ultimately. But I feel like people like, oh, he'll trade anybody, he can move anybody, but he also signs those first deals. Yeah, he also, yeah, he's he's not inheriting anyone else's bad deals. Those are all his. Yeah, and he's, yeah. he's pushing them on other people. Yeah. But I think Anderson's was easier to move with two years left as opposed to three or four. And here's the other thing, too, that we've talked about this week is I give owners credit willing to pay the luxury tax. Yeah. And it was sparked from, you know, Jerry Jones saying he'd be willing to pay a ridiculous amount yeah. to win a Super Bowl. And Houston is not willing. All these moves, even if you think these moves for, for Marquise Chris and Brandon Knight help them, they also lower their luxury tax payment. 
to from you know like twenty million to like fifteen million, yeah. which good for them. But at the same time, when you you know took the champs to seven games in the Western Conference Finals and Chris Paul was hurt, I don't know. It seems like a good one year investment to run that team back. Yep, I'm with you. And, and the second you lost Ariza, yeah. Like- yeah, for fifteen million for yeah. one year, and that's the difference. I mean, and maybe that's the difference that a championship makes, where the Warriors re-signed Andre Iguodala for sixteen million a year for three years, and just willing to eat that because they could run back a championship team. Yeah, and maybe the owners didn't believe. Whatever. I just, it's too bad because I, I was interested in a a Rockets Warriors rivalry moving forward because they were matched up well, and now it just doesn't feel like that. But. uh Go ahead, sorry. You know, I was going to say, how about the Phoenix part now? So if we, we kind of talked about the Rockets. So Phoenix gets Ryan Anderson. Mm-hmm. I would say, especially for a team that, I mean, they, uh, yeah, they were the worst record in the NBA. Yep. I knew they were the worst in the yeah. West, but the worst yeah. record overall. They've had a pretty loud offseason for, ba- for a team that's bad, right, where you add um, Ariza. Mm-hmm. You made a trade on draft day. You drafted as well. You get Aiton. Um, you now add Ryan Anderson. The Kings were in company last year with some of the worst teams. Like, you know, the Kings, Dallas, mm-hmm. uh, Memphis had a bad year, yeah. Hawks, Phoenix. But as the list goes in the West, I do like what the Kings have done, but it's hard to find a team they're better than going into the year. At least people would That's say they're the better That's the tough than. part with the Western Conference. Yeah. If this was an Eastern Conference team, I'd be yeah. four seed. <laughs> <laughs> or not, not four, maybe five. But I'm intrigued. By this Phoenix team, man. I see some holes, but I think they got They do have holes, and they're still looking to fill that because uh, Brandon Knight was going to be intriguing with this team if he mm-hmm. was going to be healthy, but it looks like they just kind of, you know, the relationship was over. Yeah. It's time to they're part ways. Ready. But they do have a major hole at point guard. But if you look at their roster, man, they, you know, kind of kind of deep. <laughs> and for a team whose goal is to make the playoffs, not to win a championship, it's interesting, man. So, yes, point guard, major hole. But Devin Booker starting at shooting guard. Trevor Ariza starting at small forward. Uh, Ryan Anderson power forward. And then DeAndre Ayton most likely will start at center. They still have Tyson Chandler there. Uh, Rashawn Holmes can be a solid backup. Uh, TJ Warren, Michael Bridges, Josh Jackson, Troy Daniels, all solid wings, all contributors. Uh, dip, bring different things. TJ Warren, man, I think he averaged like 19 last He's year. Nice. He's really nice. A lot of small forwards. But, again, then you go, well, Play them all together, like yeah. positionless basketball. Exactly. And as far as positionless goes, that's like the the most positionless. That's the kind of player right. you want. Because Trevor Ariza, you can pl- play him at the four. You or know? the two. A guy like Josh right. Jackson, yeah, you can yeah. play him at the three or the two. Right. Uh, Devin Booker, and if they don't find uh, a starting point guard, which I do think they're going to go out and look for, where maybe one of these wings will be traded to get one. Okay, so Devin Booker's running the point. Yeah. And you start Josh Jackson. Devin Booker's running that James Harden point guard. I just I'm really intrigued. I like that they got Ryan Anderson because yes, he's overpaid. It's a bad contract. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean he's useless. Yeah, he still he has still value in the NBA. He can definitely shoot. He had the best his best years of his career last year uh, in two point percentage and uh, uh, what is it effective field goal percentage. Mm-hmm. Three point percentage was down to thirty eight percent, but that's pretty much his career average. Uh, if you look at and real quick back to the Rockets with Brandon Knight and. Um, Marquise, Marquise Chris. Chris, neither are really great three-point shooters. Marquise Chris is at least willing to do it, which is something they didn't have at the five spot before. And for some reason, D'Antoni kind of has a magic touch. So I'm mm-hmm. interested to see if he can get them to be able to shoot better. But back to Phoenix, mm-hmm. 
Devin Booker running the point. Like, yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. Well, yeah, you want your best p- player with the ball in his hand, I guess. But it, it's doesn't seem to have been his natural position, I guess. But yeah. maybe, maybe I don't know. Maybe I'm overvaluing that. I just don't love the sound of their starting point guard. But if it's Booker and he's and he handles it well, then yeah. it's like, well, that's your yeah. Best that's that's one of the problems is they have Isaiah, Isaiah Cannon, Elia Kobo, and DeAnthony Melton, who both Akobo and Melton are second rounders who you're intrigued by. Yeah. But you don't want them starting immediately. Yeah. And Melton is a great defender, too, which is something nice that they, you know, they could get that out of him at least if they need to. And if you look at Josh Jackson, Trevor Ariza, uh, you know, Tyson Chandler, we'll see how DeAndre Ayton works out. They have some solid defenders on that team also. Yeah. I'm just, I'm intrigued. Not saying they're going to be great or anything, but if you're telling me they're fighting for the eight seed, uh, but I'm like 10, if they're the 10th seed or something like that. Yeah within reach of the eight seed, I wouldn't be really surprised, especially if there's a move out there for starting point guard. Like what if they go out and get Jeremy Lin? Yeah. That would be almost perfect for them mm-hmm. because they don't need a superstar point guard. They just need a starting caliber point guard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause then Booker's the two and then all that other depth, it, it does change just a whole nother level of the yeah. depth. Um, yeah, I think I was going. The you know, season's not here yet, but kind of going into the season, I still felt like the Kings might be better than them. I might be, I might be wrong on that one. And that's fine if I am. Are they better than Dallas? I think so. Do you? I mean, it, well, let's like some people let's like it this way. Added let's DeAndre look. Jordan. I said okay. Yeah, and Luca, and we—he's a mystery. We don't know about. Luka, we don't know about Luca. Exactly, I think he might be good. I was going to say Devin but, Booker. Right. That's, I mean, that's, that's all I need to know right yeah. now when it comes to the Mavs, uh, because what what do the Mavs have? Harrison Barnes. Yeah. Wesley Matthews. Mm-hmm. Luca, who I I agree. I think Luca will be good. But unless he's going to have a Ben Simmons type rookie year or second year, however yeah. you want to look at it, uh, which I don't think he will. I mean, he could still put it together a good year, win rookie of the year, but like putting up twenty points and yeah. you know ten assists a game, doubt it. Yeah. So yeah, I think they're better than Dallas. I definitely think. Sorry, Kings fans, I think they're better than the Kings. Yep. Um, Man, look at this, Charles. Last year, wait, just the Lakers, Kings, Mavs, Suns, and Grizzlies were under five hundred in the West, and I, you know the Lakers are getting in there to me. I think they'll be a playoff team for sure. And I'm not. I know some people are intrigued by the Grizzlies. I'm not. But they're not 22 wins. They're not, but, I mean, we're just expecting Mike Conley to be healthy, a guy who's never yeah. healthy. You know, like at a certain point, it was, it's kind of like uh, when people were talking about Chris Paul getting injured in the in the Western Conference Finals, like, oh, that's lucky. Is it lucky when something that happens every single mm. year happens? Yeah. Or is it just a pattern? And does it happen every year? Yeah. You know, so I, I just I guess it's Gasol, it's Conley, it's um even some of their additions. I like uh, Jaron Jackson. Jaron Jackson, the drafting, uh, Kyle Anderson, I don't know, Dylan Brooks, Omri Caspi. It's not an amazing roster, but um and Garrett Temple. GT? GT. Uh-huh. Um Yeah. I, I, I don't know. That I think they'll be better, certainly twenty two wins. Yeah, they'll be better surprising, but man, this is this is making me feel bleak about the Kings. Not that I had these huge high hopes for the Kings yeah. anyway, but yeah. Um, and then Ryan Anderson now in the Phoenix Sun. We'll see how that kind of translates for him. If that gives him kind of the minutes, because he was kind of the – I knew he could play, but he just didn't seem to all of a sudden – a team that shoots a ton of threes, it seemed like that's where he'd fit. Yeah. It was more about the defensive yeah. end with him. Yeah, all of a sudden, it, it, like really once they got to the playoffs, it was his playing time was over. Right. He actually contributed throughout the year and was solid for them throughout the year, but – or regular season, excuse me. But once it got to the playoffs, it was like, man, we can't yeah. have you out there getting torched immediately. So, like I said, for a team that was trying to win a championship, it's tough to have Ryan Anderson on there. Mm-hmm. When you have a team that's just trying to get to the playoffs, trying to improve, it works. Yeah. 
I don't feel like the Rockets are better today, but I mean uh, than they were. But I understand why they tried the trade. I just I don't know. I don't know if it's gonna to pay off for them. Yeah, I it, it almost it it feels like a luxury tax. Move. Yeah, because they're at the next step, right? Mm-hmm. They're at the like they made the Western Conference Finals. They yeah. they almost won. They yeah. didn't. Now it has to get to the finals and win a championship, and it just. And Brandon Knight's a good player, but right. I just don't know. It just doesn't make sense. Right. You know, it's like, it'd be like the Kings going out and trading for another center or something. Yeah, you here's know? a texture saying, uh, Charles, no way Anderson holds those percentages without Harden or Paul. All he was asked to do was take open shots. Well, that's what they're going to ask him to do in Phoenix. Right. And I mean, Booker's not, a, he's not starting at point guard or something. Right, right. He'll, that's his role, and he's hit yeah. shots in his career. He's yeah. a three-point shooter. He's a shooter. Stretch four, right? For sure. And at times he's rebounded better. That's where I thought he, he should yeah. fill the Rockets' yeah. need there. But I actually, there was a point where I looked at him and Kevin Love pretty similarly. Mm-hmm. But at this point, no. Yeah. Support for this podcast comes from State Farm. Here with good news and even better news. The good news? State Farm has new lower car insurance rates. The even better news? That means you can now get the service and convenience of a local State Farm agent at surprisingly great rates. State Farm can help you save more cash and get the good neighbor service you deserve. Just talk to your local State Farm agent or visit statefarm.com to find out how much you can save on your car insurance. When you want the real deal, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Support for this podcast comes from Wild Turkey Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Let's tune in to their one-on-one with Jamal, a real bartender from Old Fourth Ward in Atlanta. I really get into the backstory of whatever I'm pouring. Out of respect. There are literally years of experience behind these bottles. Wild Turkey, same recipe since 1942. If you want a true classic, this is what you want to order. Wild Turkey. Wild Turkey Distilling Company, Lawrenceburg, Kentucky. Copyright 2020, Campari, American, New York, New York. Never compromise, drink responsibly. Welcome back to Locked On Warriors. I'm your host, Charles T. Hamilton. So I hope you enjoyed that little breakdown of that trade there, which I don't hate. I think both teams got pieces that they, I don't know, could help. Uh, none of them. I mean, Ryan Anderson, if Ryan Anderson works out in Phoenix, that's a much bigger help than Brandon Knight or Marquise Chris in Houston. Even though I like Chris, I like Knight, they're not elevating Houston past the Warriors, where Ryan Anderson could elevate help elevate Phoenix. He's not the only piece, but could help elevate Phoenix to fighting for an eight seed. Not that they'd get it, but I think they'd be in the fight. And at the very least, Phoenix is a league pass team for me. I'm definitely going to be interested in watching them. I'm going to be checking them out on league pass. No question. League pass power rankings. They're up there for sure. So there it is. And like I said, I kind of teased it before, the the fact that they did not re-sign Trevor Ariza or Luke and Bob Mute, who both ended up getting Ariza one year, 15 million, and Bob Mute one year, 4 million. So that would come out to a one year, $19 million commitment from the Rockets. And... In trading Ryan Anderson and DeAnthony Melton, what they got back was two years of Brandon Knight at fifteen million, and then potentially two years at you know four and four and a half million for Marquise Chris, depending on whether they pick up that option next year. But basically, there was a way they could have done it to keep those guys, but instead they didn't because they're more worried about luxury tax, which it 
That sucks. As far as Houston Rockets fans are concerned, I would not be very happy with that. And so, shout out, I've done it before, shout out the owners willing to pay. You know, I, I don't love OKC's roster, but shout out the owners over there who are willing to pay the luxury tax to, to try and compete. Uh, the Warriors, obviously. Say what you will about Dan Gilbert, and trust me, there's plenty of negative things you could say about him and the way that team has been run uh, during his tenure. But when LeBron was there this last run, he was willing to pay the luxury tax, regardless of who they got and the moves they made. Whether you agree with them or not, he was willing to pay. So there's that. Some minor Warriors news. Not a lot's happened. We're still waiting on Pat McCaw to sign his qualifying offer. And it's understandable as to why he doesn't need to sign it until training camp. I doubt he'll be holding out in training camp at all because he has no leverage for more money with the Warriors, at least. And the Warriors have no reason to give him more money unless he's offered another a contract from another team. So he's basically waiting to see if someone gets injured on, I don't know, pick a team, Orlando or Brooklyn or Atlanta or, I don't know, someone who can offer him a little more money. His qualifying offer is $1.74 million. Let's say, you know, a wing gets hurt in some other place with a little bit of, little bit of cash, a little bit of cap space or a, a mid-level to offer, something like that. And, you know, he can get, I don't know, two years, six million or something. So he's just waiting. He's, play, he's playing the game right, basically, and the Warriors are also just waiting on him. The offer's out there. And then, again, if he does get that offer, uh, the Warriors have the, the option to match it. So I would expect he signs it right before training camp and is in with the team at training camp. Uh, and that's about it as far as actual Warriors news pertaining to the team is concerned. Uh, congrats to Seidel Curry, Seidel Curry Lee now, and uh, Damian Lee. They are officially married. So Damian Lee on the two-way contract with the Warriors, now officially brothers in, brothers-in-law, brother-in-laws, Steph's brother-in-law, put it that way. Uh, funny little, what, Instagram post from Aisha saying, you know, just came back with a bigger family than before and shoots over to Steph and he's confused thinking they're about to have another kid. Pretty funny. Check it out. Uh, Clay Thompson is in Qatar, I think, being hilarious, being Clay Thompson. Uh, he's just awesome. The guy's fun. <laughs> I don't know what else to say. A, a hilarious uh, Instagram post, I guess, of him, Luke Walton, T-Mac, and uh, Mello, and says they're you know, the next big three champs. And it's funny because I don't know if he's referring to T-Mac, Luke, and Mello or if he's in that group as well, uh, which was pretty funny. And Mello had a nice little response, and KD asked if he could get in on it. So just, you know, your, your normal, funny, off-season stuff. Uh, KD was going at someone in Instagram comments or something, which I don't really have a problem with at all. The only problem I have is that it just gets so overreported and so over-psychoanalyzed, and we're going to have to deal with it for an entire year. Uh, and it won't be over until he either resigns or leaves. So small price to pay, I guess, to have Kevin Durant on the Warriors, but it is a little annoying for my taste, but whatever. And not what he's doing, but what the way it gets uh, reported and handled, etc. So that's about it as far as NBA news goes. It's the Hall of Fame this week, so it usually picks up after that, and then we're getting close to training camp. And once we start getting more news and more action going, we'll, we'll definitely have more more of these locked on podcasts uh, as much as possible, especially when the season starts. When the season starts, we're five days a week. So get ready for that. Prep yourself for that. Yeah. Uh, work your ears out. You know, get ready. 
So thank you guys for listening. Have a good weekend. I will be back with you soon. This has been Locked On Warriors on the Locked On Podcast Network. Peace. You are Locked On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. San Jose Sharks hockey is back, and we've got you covered five days a week at Locked On Sharks. I'm Kyle Demetrius. I'm J.D. Young. I'm Eric Fowl. Together, we make sure you're never without your Sharks programming. Will the Sharks make a trade for a right winger? We got you covered. Will Eric Carlson's groin hold up for the entire season? We've got you covered. Whatever happens with Team Teal every day, we've got you covered at Locked On Sharks five days a week on the Locked On Podcast Network. This is Josh Lloyd, the host of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast, the number one fantasy basketball podcast in the world. If you're looking for information regarding fantasy basketball, recaps of the NBA, this is the show for you. We are heading into the offseason and starting to get ready for the 2020-2021 fantasy season. We'll have all the information on what happens through the rest of the playoffs, free agency, the NBA draft, and then heading into a big 2021 season. So make sure you're checking out the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast.